Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. If you're just tuning in, you already missed an hour. What? We're on from one until four now. One. Did until I miss an four. hour? You missed the hour too. I'm, what? Uh, <laughs> it's two o'clock. I'm here. And uh, if you want to hear the whole show at any time, day or night, you go to the iHeartRadio app, podcasts. Uh, type in John and Ken on demand. All right. Hmm. So then you could listen to it uh, whenever you want. All right. A uh, couple of things. Ghoul Pool 2022 results will be announced in full in one hour, along with our big winner, who's, who's getting a nice little collection of prizes, John. Uh, we'll give you a couple of tidbits. Prizes? Uh, uh, yeah, prizes are back. Some years we haven't had prizes. I know. <laughs> Nobody went three for three, which hasn't happened in a long time. We had a lot of three for three people who... Maybe this year, in 2022, they didn't lean so much towards uh, the older picks, and they went for the points, which, again, this is a point system. Uh, Aaron Carter, of course, was the big pick of 2022, who died at the age of 34 uh, of a drug overdose. Uh, We did have a number of people that went two for three, and uh, that includes our winner, who will join us in one hour, because she had Aaron Carter along with another notable name. The most correct picks... 
for 2022 were people who picked the queen. 102 people picked Queen Elizabeth and uh, she did pass away at the age of 96. A reminder that there is a link on our webpage for you to enter Google 2023. Some people have already jumped on that. It's been there since January 1st. That's the best way to enter. If you send them to the Johnny Ken email, I may or may not forward them to Ray. I may or may not, depending on my mood. But if you want to directly make sure you can enter, please yeah. use the link. Go the traditional. KFI AM640. There's a lot of moods there you'd be messing with. So uh, go there's the, there's go too the... many. Some days I'm like, get out of here. Go, go the correct route. And in 15 minutes, another chance to win money. The $1,000 uh, contest is back. It's now called KFI Cash Refill. We'll have a keyword at 220, which you also go to the website to enter the keyword. All right, of course, a big story. And, of course, the arrest of this man took place while we were away. Brian Koberger is the Pennsylvania man who was arrested by the police uh, for killing the four college students in Idaho back on November 13th. He was a student at the University of Washington in Pullman, which is not very far from Moscow, uh, studying criminology, looking for a Ph.D. in criminology. The latest I'm looking at here is, the, remember the traffic stop story? He drove with his father cross-country from the state of Washington to Pennsylvania in December in that white Hyundai, the Elantra. And they got pulled over twice, so I guess Indiana police have released the video. Boy, the father needs cunning dental, John. Holy mackerel. Oh, is that right? Oh, there's a photo where they're both staring at the cop. Yeah. Koberger's leaning over. He's got that look on his face like, what the hell do you want? I could oh, kill you. Oh, yeah. He really oh, does. Oh, he was probably picture. in a complete TMZ panic. has this if you want to see Oh, it. yeah, I want to see that. Uh, well, he was probably in a complete panic, right? Oh, of course. He could this be, right? They caught me. He knows. <laughs> Dad doesn't know what's going on. No. And in fact, Dad started talking about some Washington State student who barricaded himself in the home and threatened to kill his roommates, which is kind of weird, right? <laughs> that just came up for it somehow. Because apparently one of the troopers are like, you guys, that's a long drive. You don't like to fly? You're scared of flying or something oh, like that? Man, and, that is, that's terrible teeth. Oh, God, that guy's that, teeth that are is, like, That is, that's a They've brown. got all sorts of marks on the front, like it looks film. Like, that, well, it looks like it, it's, it's rotted and become brown. <laughs> but look, look at Koberger's See, face, the Kober son. Look at yeah, Brian Koberger. Yeah, Koberger looks com completely panicked, eyes bugging out. <laughs> it's probably what he looked like when he was uh, killing those uh, kids. Ay, ay, ay. But you know what? See, that uh, teeth like that, that's a sign of like some kind of mental illness. Nobody walks around like that. All right, so a court appearance today in Pennsylvania for extradition, which was waived. So this guy's coming back to Idaho shortly. Is Brian Enton there? Uh, one minute. We're one minute away. Okay, Brian Enton from News Nation, who we talked to several times since the murders. He's been posted up in Idaho, giving us good information from inside. And I think my conclusion, it did turn out to be a white Hyundai Elantra that this guy drove, that what was going on was they're not telling us. They were working on this for weeks, tracking through DNA ancestry, databases, and then the car and everything oh. else, and the fact that he lived just over the border there in Washington State, that uh, this took some work, John, meaning they were not incompetent goofs. Well, maybe it's FBI work. Well, maybe it is. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, uh, so many people are on this case. Well, they were giving out so much conflicting information. One of the uh, neat bits of information I read in one of the stories last week was they also have tracked pings off his cell phone. Hmm. They think he was stalking uh, a couple of the uh, victims. Because their pings seem to be frequently in the same place as his ping. 
Right. And because the, the big question is, how did he know them? Why did he pick them out to kill? There m- and don't have... you think it's this Kaylee Goncalves is the one he was after? And she's the one that suffered the worst wounds. Well, the dad hinted at that, that he thought there may have been a connection with his daughter, Kaylee. You've but got to believe he maybe it. ran into them at some point since he was right over the border, just a few miles away. He came to the university, hung out at a party or a bar. Oh, yeah. I, I, I would think there was a lot of cross-partying going on and cross-relationships between the two universities. Right. It, it, would, it would have to be. Yeah. So uh, I can't. We believe it. that this is a 28-year-old uh, bright incel with real emotional issues. Oh, yeah. So he's kind of half the profile and half not the profile, maybe? Yeah. Well, he, he, he struck out. Always look at the guys who, who strike out with girls you know, for decades. Right. And progressively get angrier and angrier about it. Right. Uh, you, because usually, you know, they're a little dinged in the head. They might be scholastically really smart, but their intelligence only goes that wide. You know, he you can apply it to certain uh, uh, scholastic disciplines, but they don't have like an overall emotional intelligence no. to, to read people and to learn how to connect with people. And the fact that he was studying criminology, you know, obviously, I think he was trying to put together a research project to interview people about uh, crimes, why they commit crimes, stuff like that. It looks like he got so close and inside on this, he probably wanted to see what he could do himself. It, it may have been that he always had these impulses to kill and then wanted to research, like, how, how do they investigate these crimes? How can I get away with it? Yeah. How, how, how do the police get tripped up? But I, I, I think this was always inside of him. And, in fact, it would shock me if they revived some cold cases and it turns out he'd, he'd done other bad things. I was looking at a couple of fascinating articles on how they use the DNA, or they call the genealogy databases. You know, it's not the common ones, like 23andMe. They don't allow it. They're not going to allow the police access. Oh, really? It was a couple of the lesser-known ones, which had roughly 2 to 3 million people in the database. But they got lucky because they found some sort of relative of his, second, third cousin. And that's how they matched that DNA to the DNA found at the crime scene, or at least enough of it, that they were thought they were onto the right oh. guy. You add that to the to the, the Hyundai that he drove and the fact that he'd live far away. I mean, all these things came yeah, together. Yeah, I got to think that when they were looking at the Elantras, they started investigating first people with white Elantras in the closest proximity to Moscow. To Moscow. And, you know, and he, that took a while because they said there were thousands of them registered. I don't know what states they were talking about, but right. that's a lot to go through. This took a lot of really hard detective work. And uh, I heard a, I read another expert on genealogy and DNA, and she said that uh, I don't care how good a criminal you think you are, even if you wear like a suit like that killer on uh, uh, Dexter, you ever hear of Dexter, Showtime? Yeah, yeah. That he would wear like a suit, like a hazmat suit. She goes, you're just bound to leave something. At the crime scene, no matter how good you... Because supposedly he wore gloves to do this. And... Yeah, but if you're splattering blood all over the place... I mean, if you're a sharpshooter, right, taking him out from a distance, you got a better chance of running off. But if you're going to go into the room and get into a wrestling match with, with a big knife and you're fighting them and they're fighting you and you're getting cut and they're getting cut and all this blood is spurting all over the place, how, how do you contain all that evidence once you leave the house? And it's kind of a screw-up to park your car in the neighborhood, too. That, that, that was a major error 
He so what's going to happen next? They're going to bring him to Idaho. We're going to have one of those probable cause hearings. That's when a lot of the evidence will be revealed. Because once again, the development this afternoon, he waived extradition. Uh, hopefully when we come back, we're going to talk to Brian Enton from News Nation, uh, who has been, of course, on the scene in Idaho following this case very closely from the beginning and reporting on it. The first thing that happens when we come back, John, is a keyword for a chance to win $1,000. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. A reminder, we're on from 1 to 4 now, every afternoon, 1 to 4. And uh, at other times, you can go to the uh, uh, iHeartRadio app and uh, listen to the podcast. You type in John and Ken on demand, and you can hear the whole show there at any point. All right. Do we have our man? Brian Enton from News Nation is coming on to talk about the Idaho murders and, of course, the suspect, Brian Koberger. Hey, I'm here. Thank you, guys, for having me. So he's in Idaho now. So I am in Pennsylvania. where the I'm actually right outside the courthouse right now where this hearing just wrapped up a little while ago. Yeah, he's still in Pennsylvania right now. He's going to be extradited soon. Brian Koberger back to Idaho. Oh. All right. So what happened in court today? I guess it was a short hearing because he waived extradition, right? Yeah, it was short. He waived the extradition, so he should be headed back to Idaho very soon. We thought he might um, actually be going right from the courthouse, but we followed. We thought maybe they'd have a plane waiting. That didn't happen. He's now back at the jail here, but we're told it's going to happen very soon within the next couple of days. Pretty standard hearing, just making sure that he actually wanted to waive uh, the extradition hearing, which he said he did. But it was very strange seeing him in person. Uh, you know, he was in a, in a red jumpsuit. He had a um, suicide vest on. So he looked, uh, some people thought, oh, this guy's real muscular. But no, he just had a real big suicide vest on underneath his his shirt, Uh, walked in real slow, made eye contact briefly with his parents who were there and his sister. Um, And then they just started bawling. Uh, And then he sat down, the hearing happened, uh, and and then he was out. What did the parents seem like? What was their demeanor as, as they were waiting, as they were entering and exiting? Were they crying the whole time or was there any other emotion, any anything they said? So the dad didn't show a ton of emotion. The mom and the sisters were pretty much bawling at one point. Um, and uh, a deputy had to come over and bring them tissues. And then they were escorted out right when the hearing was over. Um, they released a statement through the public defender, basically saying they're heartbroken for the families, but saying that their son you know, is innocent until proven guilty and um, that they are standing by him right now. Yeah, we understand that they've hired some sort of defense investigators who are allowed to go to Idaho and check out the house. Did you learn anything about that? No, I haven't heard anything about that. He's got the public defender here in Pennsylvania. And then we just learned today that he also has a public defender um, in Idaho that will be taking on the case once he arrives. What's really interesting about this, and I didn't realize this until I started doing the story with the law in Idaho, they're not allowed to release the probable cause affidavit, which has all the information about what led up to the arrest. They're not allowed to make it public, not even to Koberger or his lawyers, until he physically is on the ground in Idaho. So once that happens, we're going to get just a treasure trove of information. So, Brian, I guess what we learned was behind the scenes, they were doing a lot of investigative uh, work, detective work here with the DNA in the car. huh? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've been on News Nation every day for a month, basically living in Idaho, and we didn't know what was happening behind the scenes. No one did. Police were so tight lipped. We, we thought at some point they knew nothing. At other points, we thought they had leads. It turns out for quite a while they were on to this guy um, and, you know, that he was tracked all the way back here to Pennsylvania 
Um, and, you know, like I said, I've been Idaho for, for almost a month, took a little time off around Christmas, New Year's, and then boom, uh, we get a tip on, on News Nation that, that it's going down in Pennsylvania, race out here. Uh, I don't think anyone had any idea except for the authorities that, that this guy was going to be all the way on the other side of the country. Have you been able to learn anything about the connection between this guy and the, the victims? Well, obviously, there's a geographical connection because he was going to school at Washington State University, which is just 10 miles from where the murders happened. Um, It's just a town right next to Moscow, Idaho, where the murders happened. So he was close, you know, so creepy. He was getting his uh, his Ph.D. in criminology. Um, But in terms of a specific connection, you know, I just talked last night to Kaylee Gonzalez's dad. Uh, She's one of the victims. And he said, you know, they're trying to find connections. It doesn't sound like they've come up with anything specific at this point. Um, But but they're trying to find something, nothing that we know of at this point. Uh, Reports, though, that he may have been stalking them for some period of time before he killed them. It's possible. And, you know, when I was in, in Idaho, we, you know, we interviewed people who said they thought that Kaylee had a stalker and that Kaylee had talked about it. I mean, it's possible he was following them around um, before, you know, before the killings. Um, of course, he's just a suspect at this point. Um, but, you know, we, we, that, again, that's why we're just so anxious to get our hands on this probable cause affidavit. Even he is. It was interesting. The prosecutor here said he thinks one of the reasons that Koberger waived the extradition hearing and wants to get back to Idaho is because him and his defense lawyers aren't even able to see this document yet. So once that comes out, hopefully in a couple of days, I think we're going to have the answers to a lot of those questions. All right. No, you got to do another TV report. Thank you for coming on, Brian. Yeah, I got to run, get back on News Nation. Thank you guys for having me again. All right. Brian Enton from News Nation right there from day one. He was positioned in Idaho. Right now he's in Pennsylvania because they just completed a couple of hours ago the extradition hearing for Brian Koberger which was a formality because he's waiving extradition. He will be transported back to Idaho, and that'll be a big day. I don't know whether or not that's going to happen this week because it's already Tuesday, but we're going to eventually see in one of those probable cause hearings the case that the prosecution has assembled against him, the evidence, whatever they have for the reasons that they picked him up for these murders. If you did not hear this weird, well, there's a lot of weird pieces to this, but he took a cross-country trip with his father, from Washington, where he attended the University of Washington, the criminology student, his father, I guess, flew out there, and then they drove back together for the holidays to Pennsylvania. And they actually got stopped in Indiana by the police twice for speeding or tailgating and stuff like that. So kind of a weird little uh, I, extra tidbit about this man. Was that, was that a setup, though, I wonder? Did, did the FBI wanted to slow them down, somehow get a good look at them and see Indiana how they Indiana police react? are saying officially they had no idea that this man was being investigated. That's what they're saying, officially. That's what they're saying, yeah. Yeah. I believe nobody. Do you know what? Another weird uh, story that came out is that he was seen, uh, when, when the police in Pennsylvania were trailing him, uh, he was seen in supermarkets and he always wore gloves yeah. whenever he went into the markets. Never wants to leave a trace of himself. Apparently, or is he just a germ phobic? Some of the uh, some of the uh, local cops, I guess, who were assigned to tail him, were talking to their friends. So word got around, and eventually, somebody was talking to the news media about it. Oh, yeah, I, I you know the 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 word on him from people that know him, he got bullied, but he also had a temper. He liked to sometimes uh, threaten to be physical with people. So and for all of his skinny looks and his weird, you know, nerd demeanor, 
It looks like there was a dark, a pretty dark yeah. side, perhaps. Well, and he sent out the big creeper vibe to women. And I tell you, women's creeper vibe, almost 100% correct. <laughs> it's funny, as we go through all these, these endless array of uh, murderous characters who've done these uh, shooting sprees or the stabbing spree, it always ends up being a guy that every single woman that he ever met rejected him. Nobody ever wanted. comes around. Yeah, it's like they, they, they know. They have an instinct. No criminal record, which is why they really had to do a lot of detective work with the DNA by going to the ancestry databases. They had to do a lot. That's why it probably took over a month to track this particular suspect. But as you heard, his family says we stand behind him. This is ridiculous. They're going to fight this. Yeah, right. right. All right, we got more coming up. Johnny Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. We're on from 1 until 4, 1 until 4 now. And you can hear the whole show anytime by going to uh, the iHeartRadio app and clicking on podcasts and type in John and Ken on demand. And you can hear the whole program uh, as soon as we're done. Whenever you want. Whenever you want. And Yeah, you can't hear it before we do it. That's right. You cannot hear the uh, 3 o'clock hour yet. No. But, but soon. if you normally tune in at this time, yeah, we're always on in the 2 o'clock hour, but now we start at 1, 1 to 4. Coming up after 3 o'clock, the results of Gold Pool 2022 with our winner. We do have a winner, somebody that went 2 for 3, but under the point system, that's how they took the crown. Find out who that is. A reminder, if you want to enter Gold Pool 2023, you can do that by using the link uh, at KFIAM640.com, the John and Ken page. It's right there. It'll say Ghoul Pool Entries. And you click it and you put in your three choices for somebody famous from, you know, any possible background that you think will uh, pass away during the year 2023. We'll also go through some of the stats for Ghoul Pool 2022. And uh, we will talk to the winner in about 30 minutes. Another reminder, John. You know what's back for the new year, don't you? No. The, what? Mo the Moist Line. Oh, yes, of course. So I tell you that it's now going to be played at 320 and 350. Okay? Just so you know that. On Fridays. 1-877-MOIST-86. Uh, 1-877-664-7886. Your calls for the first Moist Line of 2023, which will come up on Friday. Well, I guess the story you cannot avoid which was major news last night when it happened and is major news today because it is the all-powerful National Football League, was what happened to a Buffalo Bills safety by the name of DeMar Hamlin during the game last night between the Buffalo Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals in Cincinnati, where after he made a tackle, he stood up, I was watching it live, and then he collapsed. And uh, the word that came later is that he did suffer cardiac arrest he continues to be in critical condition in a hospital in cincinnati the announcement was just made for those who care because last night uh-uh you weren't allowed to talk about the game <laughs> all concerned was for demar right i did don't, uh, yeah, don't yeah. when are they gonna play the game when are they gonna finish it they may not the announcement was made this afternoon this game will not be played this week well uh, they, they're running out of uh, time but both yeah, teams. you have week 18 coming up this weekend, and just about all the, all the teams are playing Saturday and Sunday. It's the last week of the regular season. So you can't play doubleheaders. This is in baseball. 
<laughs> no. So football is not about doubleheaders. So, and then the uh, playoffs start the week after, right? There's a possibility that they would push back the playoffs by week because there is a week between the last, the NFC AFC championship games and the Super Bowl. There's a two week thing in there. Right. So they could use one of those weeks. Now, both to... these teams are in the playoffs, right? Have they, they are. both yes. clinched the division? Yes, I believe so. Yes. Mm. No. No. Which one didn't clinch? The Bengals. The Bengals didn't oh. clinch. Oh, that's right. If they won last night, they would have clinched. Yes. But they're in the playoffs. Yes. The the game had major playoff implications, though. For seeding. Yes. Seeding. Right. Because for... the Bills are still fighting to be the number one seed, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Mr. Mr. One-word answer. Yeah, really. Well, I'm trying to be quick here. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> He's yes. not supposed to be talking yes. on the air, no. so yes. don't, don't draw no. him out too much. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, so anyway, yeah, that was the announcement by the NFL. No decision yet. When the game will be played, if it will be played. Did you see one of the now, possibilities of what went wrong with his heart? I'm just reading one from the New York Times that it could have been a freakish accident. Is that the story you have? Commodio Cortis? Uh, have you seen yeah. that one? It says here a sports cardiologist at Harvard says that a blow to the chest in just the right circumstances could lead to cardiac arrest. A perfect storm. The chest must be struck in a precise place at a precise moment while the heart is relaxing after squeezing out blood and with the right amount of force. I heard... He says it's not rare, but it's unusual. Yeah. There's only a a few hundred cases that they're aware of that's happened, and they often happen to athletes. For example, uh, a pitcher who gets hit in the chest with a line drive off the bat. Yeah, hits you in the right spot, and and it's 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 like it's like a, a one twentieth of a second window, where wow. if it hits you right at that moment, then your heart goes into uh, arrhythmia. Well, when you consider all the collisions there are in football, right? Yeah. There would possibly be one time where this does happen, but I tell you, it shocked everybody because you're just like, wow. Well, now he, we hear he, that they they were doing CPR on him. He stood up and then he just fainted backwards. Yeah, did you notice they didn't replay it? I figured they were going to not replay it after. They replayed it once, and then they did not replay oh. it again. At least I watched for an hour. Well, it was all over the internet. You could run it over and over again. They were trying to figure out on ESPN what to do. They kept going back and forth to the studio, then back to the announcers. It's like, well, oh, your turn, your turn, because they didn't know what to say. Everybody's well, because, standing around. You know, we run into that sometimes with a breaking news story. You've yeah, got there's, some, not, there's not a lot besides a headline. You got you got something the whole world's interested in. Everybody is is tuned in, except there's nothing to say because you can't get the information or you don't. Nobody knows what's going on. All they know right. is they had a guy laid out on the field, and there's no there's no way to tell. You just everybody says the obvious. It's like, well, I hope he's okay. Yeah, everybody hopes he's okay, but there's nothing else to add. And then when you have an hour to fill watching him lay there, it's it it gets tough. They took a break when they came back. I saw the ambulance on the field. They said that's rather unusual. To have an ambulance on the field. And usually it's a cart where they cart him off. His heart stopped. Yeah, no, his heart stopped. They and were, it took a lot to bring him back. They, they used a defibrillator. They said it stopped for nine minutes. Oh, nine minutes into the game. But uh, what they're worried about now is brain damage. Right. Yeah, yeah, they used a defibrillator to bring him back, right? Right, because what, what I read is the, the, the heart goes into a state of fibrillation. And that's when it's like quivering. Yeah. It's, it's no longer beating rhythmically, but it's quivering erratically. And so you have to hit it with a shock to try to get it back into its rhythm. Because your heartbeat is an electrical uh, impulse. 
that repeats over and over and over again. And if the electricity gets disrupted, then that's what the defibrillator will do. It says here there is a 20 millisecond interval in the heart cycle when a strong blow can cause an arrhythmia. 20 yeah. milliseconds. That's you know, hard to even fathom how short that is. But no, I, Well, that's why it almost never happens, except, I guess... You know, at least but once the concern now. here is whether or not there could be because there's a lack of blood to the brain, and you know he's still apparently unconscious. He's on a respirator, and that's why I described him in critical condition. So there, that's what was the real concern is. Any was there any report as to how long it took before the heart got started? No, I I misspoke. It was nine minutes into the game. I thought for a second his heart was gone nine minutes, but that'd be too long. It had to be shorter than that. Yeah, I, I don't know. You get all I heard was there was a report that they worked furiously uh, with the CPR and then with the you know. The, I think like around three three minutes is the is the limit. Yeah, but even less, you can end up with brain damage. It depends on a number of factors. Yeah, one doctor says if he remains unconscious from seventy two to ninety six hours after this happened, there's going to be a real concern. Now, the other thing I thought when it happened, when I realized they were doing CPR, I said he might have had an undiagnosed heart condition of some kind. That's happened to athletes. That has. Yeah. Remember I, Hank Gathers collapsed on the court? Right. Back it's, in the I'm, 80s, early 90s? I've heard of guys running in practice or running in track, and they suddenly collapse. Uh, right. I remember there was there were several like high school or college athletes that, that died on the field, especially after a particularly rough practice when it was hot and humid and they were sweating a lot and dehydrated. Right. And and there turned out to be an underlying genetic heart defect of some kind. And they point out in this story, cardiac arrest differs from heart attacks, which are caused when an artery supplying blood to the heart is blocked, depriving the organ of, blo of blood. That can lead to arrhythmia or even sudden death. But this is something different, which is why they're exploring the possibility it was uh, just a hit that he took when he when he tackled the guy. No. So they they don't really know any any anything beyond that. But uh, clearly, this story has fascinated the world because I mean, obviously the NFL has a huge following. And then when this happens, this was so unusual for a game to be suspended. Uh, all right, we got more coming up. Johnny Ken Show KFI AM six forty live everywhere. The iHeart Radio app. We're on from one to four, and you can uh, go to the iHeart Radio app and hear our show in its entirety. As a podcast, just type in John and Ken. Is that new? John and Ken on demand. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, you're, you're pitching it like it's brand new. but Well, no, it's just. Uh, it's always uh, there when we're it's done. It's always, right? as soon as we're done, it'll be there. Uh, we're going to talk to the winner of Ghoul Pool 2022 when the news is over after three o'clock. This person went two for three of their picks. They weren't perfect, but. This was a year where the point system came into play, and also nobody, nobody went three for three. We had a trend for too many years where everybody would pick the elderly, and we'd get some three for threes, but points-wise, it was like a one <laughs> when you're picking people well, in their like, 90s. Like Queen Elizabeth, sure, that's a one. Yeah, exactly. Not even. That's like a 96-year-old uh, queens to fall over. Yeah, exactly. But Jimmy Carter, John, goes on. So, you know, yeah, there's know. that side he was, of it, so. he was the biggest disappointment to uh, entrance. Uh, had one yeah, over, we had over yeah. 100 Jimmy Carter guesses. And I see people did pick Dick Van Dyke. He's still rolling at 97. I think he is, too, somewhere yeah. around there. Uh, so, uh, we'll, uh, Mel Brooks is still going, too. Did you know that? I yeah. saw a podcast with him getting interviewed by his granddaughter. 
the other day. He still day. has energy, doesn't he? A lot. Man. He was as sharp as ever. Yeah. No, I remember he and Carl Reiner. Yeah. Did you ever see that special they did together about aging? It was uh, really cool. I think it was, I don't know, it was HBO or Showtime. You know what? I have it. I recorded it a long time ago, and I never oh, watched it. Oh, it's good. It. Yeah. And they make a lot of jokes about but they would come and visit each other every day just to make sure you're still there. Yeah, I'm still here. <laughs> but Carl Reiner, of course, passed away a couple of years ago in his 90s. Uh, after the Gold Pool, we'll take, it Calif- take a look at California's new laws for 2023. And then Steve Gregory will be along. This is a horrible story. A Riverside County Sheriff's deputy was murdered by a guy who should have been put away under California three strikes laws. Don't you know this is going to happen? It always happens. Uh, The sheriff out there, Chad Bianco, had some things to say about a judge involved in the case. Steve will update us in the three o'clock hour. Here's a story that we covered last month because in the world of animals, it was big news. And that was the death of P-22. The mountain lion that apparently had to be euthanized because, uh, well, it was eating chihuahuas, right, John? Wasn't eating chihuahuas? You know what? I just read read on my next door app that another mountain lion was found dead uh, on on the west side somewhere Hmm. in the wild. Dead of of what? Uh, Natural causes. Oh. But I mean, which is basically why P-22 died. I don't understand the extended memorial for this mountain lion. Well, prepare yourself. Because this got me when this was released the other day. There's going to be a memorial event at Griffith Park on February 4th to celebrate the life. It's actually at the Greek Theater. <laughs> to celebrate nuts. the life of a cougar. What, what is it? What is the, what is... I don't know. You're going to come. There's going to be a big picture of P-22 up there. And people are going to come like up and, was, uh... and, and read their tributes. I knew P-22 well. What a great guy. I, like it was I don't real. know. I was trying to imagine what this is going to be like. Oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be ridiculous. That's what it's are you and be I like. just cold hearted when it comes to animals? I... No, I don't. But there's a lot of animals that die. I mean, we should we have a sir? Uh, I guess you know I'll rent out uh, the Microsoft Theater. I saw a dead squirrel on the side of the road the other day. We, he should be honored too. Except mountain lions are dwindling and they're protected. Yeah, but it's natural causes. It's not like a hunter. Yeah, P twenty two got hit by some cars or something, and I think his erratic behavior was an uh, indicator. He may have had some sort gonna, of mountain lion gonna, dementia. Look, is that is there such a thing? I'm sure. But, but, well, the thing is, you have to learn to adapt. You can't. You can't cross the road. You got to look both ways if you're a mountain lion. Now, the event will include speakers, music, dancing, and food. It's free, but you have to register to go. Register. You have to register to get a spot what? because the Greek theater is only so big. Right? Sure. Yeah. Uh, I never heard of this before. That an animal gets a uh, theater memorial. It's uh, how people react to. Perceived celebrity is fascinating to me because there's uh, really no explanation for it. There's, there's obvious. Yeah, from time to time, I, you and I are flummoxed by these stories oh, I, that I, fascinate people. I don't get human. I really don't get human beings. I just don't get them. I don't understand them. Like what, what makes them enraptured with certain types of people, you know, like the Royals, let's say, yeah. or, or a certain specific animal who's really no different than, you know, hundreds and thousands of other mountain lions that have lived and died in uh, in Southern California. Oh, there's a whole web page devoted to this. LAGreekTheater.com events. And there it is. P-22, Celebration of Life, Saturday, February 4th at 12 p.m. Uh, doors open at 11. Okay. Uh, the beloved mountain lion. You know, euthanized. Uh, uh, when my dog goes, I'm going to rent out the iHeart Theater down the block. And you're all invited. They, uh, 
My cat, too. And your cat. Yeah. Uh, and, I don't and know our, a lot and, of people would show up. They didn't, and our but birds. But the way some people talked about this animal, it's like they met it. They didn't. They would just read stories no. about it, and maybe there's a video, but these people were all acting like they had some personal connection to a mountain lion, which, you know, would probably eat your for, chihuahua if you ever came across it. That's, that's the thing. If, if P-22 came into your house, he would eat you. He would eat your kid. He'd eat your dog, your cat, your bird. P-22 yeah. is not a noble animal. P-22 is, uh, is uh, a carnivore. Yeah, it's a wild animal. A wild animal. And if and you does what wild animals they, do. They act like if they met P-22 in the street, he would extend a paw and shake your hand, put his arm around. <laughs> Sign an autograph? And say, how Take you a selfie? doing, buddy? No, he'd go for your neck and rip your carotid artery out. <sighs> All right, so when we return, big moment. Once a year, we announce the winner of the Ghoul Pool. In this case, of course, Ghoul Pool 2022. She'll come on, talk to us for a few minutes. We'll tell you what we uh, have for her in terms of prizes are back, John. That was exciting to hear. I was shocked. I just, well, I was floored. Uh, anyway, uh, we'll go over some of the stats from Ghoul Pool 2022. We're not going to take calls in the three o'clock hour like we normally do of your Ghoul Pool picks, but you can make them at kfiam640.com. And there's a link there where you can send in your three picks for Ghoul Pool 2023. A reminder that this week, and apparently the entries close on Friday, January 6th, anybody you pick during this one-week window will not count. So did we have somebody famous go today? Or I don't know, it seemed like a lot yeah. of famous people died last week or during the Christmas break, right? Yeah, there was a run at the end. Run, a run for the exits. It was a run. You know, they say that can happen a lot with the holidays. All right, so that's coming up next. Johnny Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. And we've got Mark Ronner live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. 
have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.